Welcome to the Colorado Sports Guys podcast. This is your Colorado Sports Week in review. The Colorado Rockies sitting in fourth place in the Western Division with a 4-6 and six record. As we speak, taking on the San Diego Padres and currently winning that game 3 to nothing. Rockies finished last week 1-2 and two against the San Francisco Giants, 2-1 and one against the Arizona Diamondbacks, lost the opener against the Padres, battling tonight as we speak. They got one more game with San Diego on Wednesday, April 18th. After that, they hit the road for contests in Milwaukee and Pittsburgh. They didn't return to Coors Field until Friday, April 27th for a series against the New York Mets. Your Denver Nuggets, currently in 6th place in the Western Conference. Looking pretty good with a record of 34-27. and 27. Last week, your Nuggets went 3-1 and one with victories over the Minnesota Timberwolves and a back-to-back set victories over the Houston Rockets. The set is three. Home and away. Oh, yeah. This was just a couple, Ross. <laughs> Thanks for chiming in there. Yeah, sure, sure. Go ahead. And one loss against the Lakers, who were without Kobe Bryant. Denver's got three games coming up this week, Wednesday, April 18th. At home against the Los Angeles Clippers. Saturday, April 21st, they hit the road to play the Phoenix Suns. And Sunday, April 22nd, they're back at the can to play the Orlando Magic. Your Denver Broncos, schedule release today. Five primetime games coming up for Peyton Manning and company. That is your Colorado Sports Week in Review. Ross Martin, let's start the show. Welcome to the Colorado Sports Guys podcast, episode number 37. 37! I'm Ross Martin, and as always, from DenverStiffs.com, Nate Timmons is here. What's up, everybody out there on the interwebs? Ross Martin, what's cracking over there in the uh, production? Today, Today we have a lot to talk about. Yes, sir. Today we have a lot to talk about. For instance, we're going to rehash a topic from last week. There uh, was uh, some errant reports last week about the new coach, for uh, CSU that we had discussed, so we're going to clear that up. We're also going to talk about the NBA playoff race. The Nuggets are in sixth place, so we'll talk about that. Playoffs? The Broncos' schedule for 2012 was released, and uh, there's some pretty cool stuff there, and uh, I'm a little surprised about one thing, and we'll get into that as well. And then uh, we're going to talk briefly about the Colorado Rockies, mainly Todd Helton, kind of... uh, Having a little resurgence here uh, over the la- over the weekend, which uh, I think is fantastic and it's fun to see. But before we get into all of that, remember, please, everybody, like us on Facebook. Please like us. And then uh, <laughs> you can also email us, show at coloradosportsguys.com. That's our email address, show at coloradosportsguys.com. Give you- us your take. Rant on whatever you want. We'll read it right here on air and discuss what you have to talk about. Yes, absolutely. And then uh, you can follow us on Twitter at C-O-L-O Sports Guys. And uh, so there's been some action there over the past week. Saw a big giant bump, Ross Martin. Yes. So uh, I think we have you to thank for that. And then uh, call us and leave a message. Our hotline here is 720-722-1274. 
720-722-1274. And of course, as always, we are available on Stitcher. If you haven't used Stitcher and you'd like to, go ahead and go to stitcher.com slash C-O-L-O sports guys and sign up or download it. And you can also register using our promo code C-O-L-O sports guys and be entered to win a hundred bucks. Hundred cool. smackaroos. Hundred bucks. Still not sure what's in it for us if you do sign up using our promo code, but we don't care. It's probably a pittance, and uh, we're Timmons and I are both rich, so we don't care. <laughs> um, you can find us on iTunes, I'm of course. On a stack of money right now. Yeah, we uh, we actually decided we could, it would be a waste of money to buy chairs when we could just use all this extra cash laying around. So uh, we use that instead. So find us on iTunes. One thing I realized is that uh, if uh, we're not getting a lot of uh, ratings on there, and, and that's okay, but uh, you know we know you, there's a lot of you listening. And uh, so maybe you guys didn't do it because you didn't want to, you know, one of those things where you say, you know, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. <laughs> but, uh, you know, just go lie. Say you like it. Uh, give us some ratings. Give us some comments on iTunes. Um, so uh, and then, of course, www.coloradosportsguys.com. This is our homepage. This is where you can find links to all of the aforementioned stuff I just talked about. Going to be having some exclusive stories coming up on the blog as well. Really? Yes, sir. Oh, wow. That's pretty fun. It's got a lot of stuff to write about, man. Yeah, you know, it's just kind of a podcast homepage, which is great. But uh, you, you're saying we're going to put some articles up there? Yeah, we should get some articles going on there. Why not? I got I got time. Fantastic. So, uh, yeah, so uh, go ahead and do that. Check it out, collarsportsguys.com. And also, you know, you can listen to it there. A lot of you probably do already. Just go straight to the homepage. And uh, listen to it there. I, I hung out with a buddy over the weekend, and uh, he was saying that he was having a lot of problems listening to the podcast. S- basically, saying he's trying, but technology is getting in his way. And I don't really have a lot of sympathy for that. I mean, podcasting is kind of a more advanced medium than. Say yeah. just turning on the radio. Man, my favorite way to get any kind of podcast, because as we've talked about on here, we both listen to a ton of them. And I, I had that problem where I was listening live to podcast, or not listening live, but I was listening through Wi-Fi instead of downloading it to my uh, Android phone. But once I, I started using Pocket Casts and downloading it, then I can you know listen to it without having to worry about my Wi-Fi connection or my 3G or whatever. Yeah. So it's a much easier, easier way to do it. iTunes... One of the easiest ways of all time to listen to anything as well. but Yeah, iTunes is. And I will say this. And we should give Pocket Casts, those people over there, I think they're called Shifty Jelly is the name of their organization. Not yeah. sure what that means. I think they're Australian, to be Shift honest. Shift Jelly or Shifty? Shifty, shifty? Jelly. Yeah, Jelly is pretty shifty. That. <laughs> yeah, they, uh, that app for the Android, I don't remember how much it cost me, three bucks or four bucks, something like that. But it is honestly the best app on Android that I've used. Because for, it, pod, for podcasting. For podcasting. Yeah, yeah for listening too. to podcasts. For list, I listen to Corolla's podcast. I listen to Rich Eisen's podcast. I listen to Bill Burr's Monday morning podcast. I listen to a lot. And I listen to them in my car. I listen to them all the time. And Pocket Casts is fantastic. It, and the cool thing is it downloads it automatically. I yeah. think with iTunes. Refreshes automatically. Yeah, I haven't had an iPhone 4. I don't have an iPhone 4. I had the iPhone 3G. And when I had that, I always had to synchronize with iTunes to get that podcast onto my device, which was a pain. So what I'm saying here is 
check out Pocket Casts. It's awesome. Yeah. And we don't have any kind of deal with them. It's just no, no, a, no, something not. we can use. Something I found, yeah, that's definitely helpful because I was using Google Listen and that was just terrible for, you know, I. So I listen to podcasts even when I'm falling asleep, so I have to go back and rewind a lot because I'm like, I'm pretty sure I missed like an hour of what whatever the hell Joe Rogan was talking about. And then about. you're just dreaming about Joe Rogan? <laughs> Something like that, I guess. You just like wake up. You're like, man, I should get some metatropic isopropyl. Oh, nootropics, yeah. Yeah, just get it. <laughs> All right. Whatever. Should we move on to sports here? Let's, yeah, sure. Let's, let's start that. out with this topic. Last week we talked in depth about CSU. And outside of the CSU thuggery, the football player thuggery we talked about, we did talk about the new basketball head coach. And at the time, it was basically reported that Ernie Kent, who I think, Timmons, you made it sound like he was the Oregon coach of this year. Oh, Yeah. I didn't really do a lot of research on that. I was uh, going based off what I was I was being fed by some CSU insiders that I know. They didn't really clarify either. I just had assumed. And you know what happens when you assume, Ross? <laughs> I've heard of that, yeah. Yes. Now, it turns out that it was reported, basically, that the athletic director had hired Ernie Kent last week. And, and they were just hammering out contract negotiations. Yes. As as a matter of fact, as we were recording our podcast last Tuesday or Wednesday, they had come to that agreement. And then the next morning, someone higher up at CSU vetoed it. They said, no. No. We can't. They probably listened to our podcast. <laughs> they probably did. <laughs> I, or or uh, <laughs> Ernie Kent listened. Because I said, I said, why would you go from Oregon to CSU? But it turns out he was not even the coach this year. That yeah. was like last year yes. when he was fired. But anyway, they did hire a new coach. Now, this guy, his name is Larry Eustachy. And it sounds like an old baseball player that you get like in Topps card and he had like a weird mustache. This guy was. And sideburns. Um, Does he have a mustache and sideburns? No, he's just kind of a cool looking <laughs> dude, actually. Kind of okay. looks young for his age. Huh. And uh, maybe, you know, it looks like he can throw back a few every now and then. And okay. as, can a he matter coach of fact, as a matter of fact, well, he was uh, the former AP National Coach of the Year in 2000 after uh, an elite appearance at his uh, former team, Iowa State. Iowa State. Okay. Yeah. So maybe it's because you were entrenched in the Mountain West when I was uh, a follower of the Big 12 back then. Yeah. And Larry Ostashi, of course, was a coach of Iowa State. And what I remember him for was a little controversy that happened. Okay. After a game where Iowa State went and played at Missouri, there were some photos released of Larry Ustashi <laughs> at a frat party. Oh, no. Just boozing it up and kissing on, you know, young girls. Oh. And the story goes, and I don't know if this is true or not, but the story goes because Josh Kroenke, I believe, was playing at Missouri at the oh, time. Oh, this is – I talked and, about this on Twitter like last week. Oh, you did? Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, that's him. Uh, evidently, Larry – or Josh Kroenke invited Larry Eustachy to this party. Of course, Larry's, man. Josh Kroenke was in college. Yeah, he was that's a party animal, bro. Yeah, of course. Who wouldn't go somewhere with the next young – The opposition's un, coach? Yeah, the next young uh, – although he's a player. Wasn't he a player at the time? No, Larry Eustachy. Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. Why wouldn't Josh Kroenke go? Why with Larry? Is a, I'm saying, why wouldn't Larry Eustachy go with the heir to the Walmart fortune and uh, the future 
owner of the Nuggets. I think. Well, what year was that? That, that it was like two thousand three. So yeah, Kroenke was already in place with the Nuggets, right? He was in there about ninety nine when they built the Pepsi Center. Two thousand. Yes, yeah, Stan Kroenke was. Yes, yeah, Stan. But, right, but not, not Josh. Yeah, exactly. So so anyway, that's Larry Stacey. That's who they got, and I think that's so funny because Tim Miles. You know, hey yeah. Skippy, <laughs> Dudley yeah. Do Right, squeaky clean on his way out. Then they bring in Larry Eustachy, who his I think it's a good pickup. I think it's great, but not nearly the same type of guy as Tim Miles. I think he's actually much better than Tim Miles, and probably should be better with if he didn't have this one little controversy. In uh, in his past, I just gotta hope that he doesn't wind up at Sullivan's four for ones on Thursday nights. <laughs> if they're still if they're still doing those, keep Larry Stasey away from that. <laughs> Power hours, the oh, brewery tours. You can't there. go to any of that stuff. He's there for sure. <laughs> New Belgium will. is just a hop and a skip away from Moby Arena. So. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, <laughs> um, but uh, I believe uh, I think he was coaching most recently at Mississippi State or something like that. Like you think back, the most famous um, coach at Iowa State was probably Southern Mississippi. Sorry. Go ahead. Southern Miss. The most famous coach at, at Iowa State was, uh, God, I think his name was Tim Floyd, and he, he went on to coach the Chicago Bulls. But he has a great success at Iowa State, left it in pretty good hands. So if Eustacey took over for him or anywhere after that, he they did have – Iowa State's always had a pretty good basketball school, more so known for hoops than, uh, than their uh, football program for sure. So, right. I don't know. I like that hire. That's good. And you got a guy in there that, you know, maybe has some, some demons in his past that's working to overcome them and <laughs> – you know, hopefully he can. He's like uh, Gene Hackman from Hoosiers. <laughs> yes, yeah, or Dennis Hopper's character. From <laughs> no, Hoosiers. no, no, no. <laughs> that would be uh, Dennis Hopper. I, I don't even know who that would be. Petrino, but uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, on uh, February twenty fifth of this year, Eustace had his four hundredth victory as a college head coach. I like this. But pretty, a, pretty nice little uh, pickup there. I, I like the controversial hire. I like the fact that he has had some success in the in the past. And, uh, well, you know, welcome to Fort Collins and welcome to Colorado State basketball. Let's lead him back to the big dance. You stay, she's just like, bro, lots of hot chicks here. <laughs> it's like, should I go through sideburns or mustache and show people my tops playing card from 1973? <laughs> yeah, I don't think he ever played pros. Or had a card. But anyway, there you go. Baseball player. Simmons. Sounds like one. And it also sounds like maybe uh, not many people from CSU even know who he was. No. Uh-uh. Yeah. So, well, I mean, people that follow basketball probably do. I'm not a big college hoops fan besides the tournament. So The only reason I know of him is because it was such a big deal, those pictures. And I remember all of him, that, and I thought for some reason that he was the coach of Missouri. But was he the guy that went to that party and then drove back to Iowa? No, he so was. was they were, he went to Iowa State. He was a coach of Iowa State, and then was in Missouri. And right. then what like happened is something game? had surfaced where he was out partying, and and Iowa State had just lost. His team had lost. Yes, and, you know. I mean, what if as I a basketball this... coach, if your players go out and party in the town that you just lost to, as a coach, you'd be pretty pissed, right? Well, I mean, I you're th- like, what do you do? Like, you yeah. Know, and I feel like this is the same guy that after that game or after that party that he drove back to Iowa. I, I think he didn't go back with the team. I think he may have driven home. There was some coach that did that, some coach that surfaced at a, a campus party at an away campus, wound up driving back to his uh, to his home state or campus or whatever. I don't know if it was him or not. I'd have it to could look be. that up. But. You know, after this, there was uh, some reports that surfaced that like the week before he had been out in Manhattan, Kansas, 
after a loss and was out partying at a frat party as well then. So he's nice. just clearly having a good time. So, yeah, the CSU just needs to, along with hiring him, just like the Texas Rangers do with um, uh, Josh or what's his name? Hamilton, whatever that Hamilton player. Oh, right, right, yeah. Yeah, they the have like from Tampa Bay who uh, – yeah, he plays for Texas Rangers. Yeah, but didn't he play for Tampa Bay before that? I have no idea. But uh, <laughs> they, they have a guy hired for him that kind of is his lookout, you know. And the Denver Nuggets dealt with the same thing with, with Chris Anderson's substance abuse problems where they, you know, he may have had somebody in place on the lookout for him. So Substance abuse problems. I don't call weed a substance abuse problem. Oh, that's not what it was. So. Oh, it wasn't? No, it was something higher than uh, than marijuana. It was. It was like there's like, there's like uh, I don't know what you call them, levels of of stuff you can fail. And it's like, if you fail the first tier of drugs or whatever, it's not that big of a punishment, which marijuana is under. But then if you go to the next step, it's like either cocaine or methamphetamine. I'm guessing for uh, Birdman, it was meth. Yeah. I don't know, man. I get that distinct impression. <laughs> yeah. It's never been released and whatever, but yeah. So well. troubled guy up at CSU, hopefully going to lead the team back to glory <laughs> yeah. or to glory. Since I don't know if they have a back to in that equation. Awesome. NBA nice. playoff race. Yeah, talking. Speaking of the Birdman, that guy never plays anymore. What's up? Is this uh, good or bad? This is good, man. The I mean, as far as Birdman, I don't know. Yeah, Whatever. nobody cares about him anymore. Yeah, it doesn't matter. But as far as the Nuggets go, it was probably that tattoo he got on his neck. Free Bird. It's just it was so dumb. I mean, he everybody loved him, and he was a fan favorite. He was the type of guy that the Nuggets would keep around and even throw in every once in a while. Because kids liked him, and parents thought that he didn't well, look... Well, that wasn't the only reason. He was actually decent at basketball as well. But there's still that element. There's yeah. that element of, oh, we can sell the mohawk wigs, and the kids love them. But then when you get that tattoo on the neck, people are looking at you like, okay, this guy is clearly yeah. crazy. Yeah, it's a little rough. That right tapestry there. on there. But um, anyway, moving on. Nuggets, 34-27 and 27 in sixth place. Looking pretty good here to make the playoffs. Last week, we were all had our eyes focused on that back-to-back um, set. It's Houston. Yeah. Set minus one. Yeah, set minus one. <laughs> and they won. There's no rubber match. The both, both games, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, so, but that's cool. I mean, everybody loves the playoff race. Well, yeah, you're looking at the Nuggets now, and they're 5-2 they're and two in their last seven games, kind of rounding into form a little bit. I mean, they're 4 and. Four and one in their last five on a two-game win streak right now. Won the two probably biggest games of the season. Dropped one in Los Angeles that uh, was kind of stunk. But I was kind of writing about it today on uh, wrote about it today on Denver Stiffs, just kind of talking about the rotation and kind of what we're seeing with the Nuggets. Like late in the fourth quarters, where we've been seeing George Carl uh, not play any seven footers. I believe now that Gallinari's back, we've been seeing Al Harrington playing the center spot. Uh, Gallinari playing power forward along with Ty Lawson, Andre Miller, and Aaron Aflalo. But regardless of what's going on at the end of games, it is kind of nice to start to see the Nuggets kind of finding their roles a little bit. Aaron Aflalo has been tearing it up. He looks like a very consistent scorer uh, since the All-Star break pretty much, averaging about 17 or 18 points a game. He's doing pretty well. And now that they've, they've won these two in Houston, they're not out of the woods yet. They're in sixth place currently, but uh, – Five games left on the season. Probably going to have to go at least three and two to be able to finish with a with a nice playoff seed of sixth. Right, that's the best they can hope for at this point. No, sixth. they could they could still technically all, get all the way up to fourth if the Clippers kind of fall apart. 
Oh, interesting. So the fourth playoff seed still in play right now, I believe, but uh, that would require the Clippers to go on a, a bit of a slide and not quite sure that they're going to do that, although the Nuggets uh, do face them tomorrow night here in Denver. So we'll see what happens. But right now it's looking most likely like the Nuggets' three playoff opponents are either going to be uh, in the round one, Oklahoma City Thunder, uh, the San Antonio Spurs, depending on who finishes one and two there because they're those two teams are battling for the number one overall spot or the uh, Los Angeles Lakers who have the third seed. So most likely one of those three. Who do you, who would you rather see them go against? Uh, I've been kind of talking about that. I think that I would, in, in order, in that order, I would like to see uh, the Spurs, the Lakers, and then the Thunder. Am I, I don't want to see the Thunder really at all, but I think the Spurs or the Lakers, the Nuggets, could win either one of those series. It would be a, a toss-up. I feel like the Lakers present the biggest threat because they still have Kobe, and the two big guys, Andrew Bynum and Pau Gasol, I think the Spurs' biggest threat is probably Greg Popovich, their coach, because that guy just seems to know how to get the most out of his players, and he seems to know how to adjust his lineups and play the hot hands at the right times. It's, unrem- it's unbelievable. So any of those three, if you were a betting man, let's say it's the Spurs, because that's who you would rather see the Nuggets play. I'm guessing – because you think it's easier for the Nuggets to beat them. Would you bet any money on the Nuggets beating the Spurs in that series? Uh, yeah, probably. It's a, Every time the Nuggets play in the playoffs, they're always, you know, almost always are the, the road team. So it's like I always think the Nuggets have to win in six games if they're going to be able to do it. they got to win, you know, one game in San Antonio and then basically sweep them in Denver when they do play in Denver. So it's like you go, you know, split one-on-one, but it's like game seven in San Antonio, that would be horrific. There's no way the Nuggets could probably win a game seven in San Antonio, but a game six to win it in Denver. Yeah. I can see the Nuggets pulling that out. Sweet. But would I put money on it? I'd probably, I'd be willing to say if we're just going straight up, are the Nuggets going to beat the Spurs and I'm betting a San Antonio fan, I'd probably put a hundred bucks on it. Nice. So let's hope for that. Yeah. Okay. So where remind me again. You just said it. Where do the Nuggets have to be to play the Spurs? Uh right now it's it's tricky because San Antonio and the Thunder are virtually tied for first place. They're still battling. They may come down to the last game of the season to see who gets the number one seed there as they're tied with the same record right now. Uh the Spurs play tonight against the uh Lakers. So that's a huge contest. Um, the Nuggets would have to finish 7th or 8th in order to play either the Spurs or the Thunder. The Nuggets finish 6th. Most likely their opponent is going to be the Lakers. Cool. Well, awesome. That's exciting. Yeah. The the season, it really is. I know I'm always talking down on the NBA and the Nuggets, but it's still cool. Yeah, it's cool, but it's, all, it's always fun. tough to get into the playoffs, and it's like – you know, you never. We haven't had that feeling of wow, they're the Nuggets are the overwhelming favorite since you know they played the Hornets that year. But even the Hornets, it was like, man, that was a toss-up series. So once again, it's going to be an uphill battle. But you know, you definitely can see how the Nuggets could win a potential series against two of those three teams. I don't think they stand much of a chance against the Thunder, though. Yeah, yeah, that's too bad. Poor Nuggets. Poor Nuggets. Remember back early, early in the season when we were talking about the guys that might. Be emerge as a leader. Some of those guys are gone that we talked about. 
anybody hang on? And I think, you know, we had talked about Ty Lawson and we had talked about Nene. By the way, Nene turned out they made a pretty good trade, right? Has he been played? <laughs> He's missed, I believe, 10 straight games for the Wizards now. So. <laughs> well, those Wizards are also like, you know, we'd like to get a really high playoff position. So, Nene, if you want to sit out, that would be real swell for us. And he's like, oh, really? Like, that's is perfect. I love you guys. Like, you're still going to pay me the $13 million though, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, great. <laughs> that's his favorite so, thing to do. So maybe, I'll, maybe I don't know, maybe I'll go back to Brazil for a couple of months. What do you guys think? <laughs> sure, yeah, hey, we'll pay for your flight. Get out of here. The only guy who likes to watch NBA hoops more than you is Nene. <laughs> and he's got the best seat in the house he on those loves nights. It. He loves it. <laughs> oh, that is too bad. <laughs> so, but uh, who's the leader now as you see it? As I see it, I mean, when I, when I saw, man, I, I'm going to have to say that Andre Miller is the leader of this team, as weird as it sounds. I mean, you have Danilo Gallinari coming back from injury, and it looks like that he's sparked something in the Nuggets to make them play better from a – from on the court position of defensively and offensively, but as far as sparking things and kind of looking to somebody, it's either Andre Miller or Al Harrington. Like the team just feeds off those guys, probably more so Harrington because he's the vocal leader. But I think Miller is the guy that everybody kind of, you know, the big guys know if they run with Miller out there, he's going to throw him a lob. And, you know, on offense, he can he can score you points, and the Nuggets kind of lean on his, his leadership in, in tough situations. Same with Al Harrington, so... You know, when they, whenever they need a big bucket, they go to one of those two guys in, on most occasions. I'm not talking about a last shot. I'm just talking about the last five minutes of a quarter in the fourth. Those guys always seem to uh, have the ball in their hands. You seem more analytical about the Nuggets this week than you were last week. Like last week, I feel like they had just won two in a row and you were kind of stoked about Gallinari being back, but you were still kind of fed up. You even had some negative things to say about George Carl. George Carl and Sam Masai Ujiri should take off if he doesn't have his <laughs> his uh, his way with you know designing the team and whatnot. Yeah. As the fans go, so Nate Timmons goes. <laughs> so voice you're back fan. on. You're back on. I mean, I'm with you. I, I never would hold it of any fan it against any fan who is down one week and up the next. But oh. you see more up and more uh, like you're. It's more so that I may be resigned to the fact of what the team is. So I'm just kind of appreciating them because, you know, no matter how much we scream and yell on our on our website, nothing's, you know, we can't, we don't have the power to change anything, obviously. So it's kind of like, you know, we can look at it from every different way, but you just kind of know what you're going to see. So it's like maybe it's just time to say, hey, this is who they're going to roll with. And we may as well roll with them as well. Sweet. So so that's fun, right? Yeah, it's always a good time, and it's it's. You do really have to appreciate what Miller and Harrington have done for this team. Al Harrington taking a leadership role, taking these young guys under his wing. He's always celebrating big buckets. He's been hitting tons of big shots. Andre Miller, kind of the same thing. What you know, does he have? A contract coming up? Contract year? Coming no, up? he's locked in for like five <laughs> years. So he's you know he's set. Miller does have one coming up, but you know Miller's made guys like Kenneth Fareed uh, and and Javale McGee. He, he could make those guys millions of dollars, at least in JaVale McKee's case, because he does have a contract coming up. But he looks a lot better with Miller out there throwing him lobs and making him look competent on offense. Yeah, I wanted to ask about him because I noticed somebody was tweeting us about JaVale McGee saying something. I don't remember what they said, but they said something about don't teach him something. or what, what Yeah, don't. Uh, they're, they're saying don't. Like the Nuggets coaching staff needs to work with him, but kind of – 
don't teach him too much yet because we have to resign him in the off season. So, ah, right, right. You know, we don't want to drive his price up too much. We don't want him to seem too valuable. Yeah, that that was an interesting point. <laughs> it is. It's a, it's a good point because it's like, yeah, that's the scary thing is if they could get that guy back here next year for like six million or seven million a season, that would be maybe the biggest steal in the NBA. Well, let's not go that. Let's not go crazy, but it would be a heck of a deal for an athletic seven footer versus some team like Toronto coming in and being like, hey, we're going to give you you know eleven million a year, and then you're going, ah, geez, we want to pay this guy as much as Nene was making. Like, uh, don't, don't even mention see, Nene. You don't want to see that. Nene. Oh, God. That guy was the worst. <laughs> like, seriously? So glad that guy's gone. He had his moments. He, yeah. <laughs> Few That's and far problem. between. That's the problem. Moments. That guy was a piece of crap. Whoa. 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 He was a baby. A baby. Yeah. Nene, baby. Yeah. he's He had some trouble. All right. You want to take a break or... Yeah, do a quick one, come back, maybe look at this uh, crazy Bronco schedule. Is that what we're looking at? Yeah, let's do it. All right, man, I'm in. Yeah, hold on. We'll do that. We'll do that right now. heard today there was a rule about how many what the max was on an nfl team playing in prime time 16 games no six. Oh, i was way off six games is the maximum number of games any team can play in one season in the prime time broncos right up against it five my question is they couldn't – how could they not do six? Well, here's the cool thing, Ross. The the Broncos, after they play about, uh, I don't know, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games. After seven games, they only have one left in prime time. So the, the NFL has actually left a couple dates open for the Broncos to be flexed out to prime time. Oh, you think that's maybe what they're thinking? Yeah. They got they Maybe get, that Kansas City game or – Yeah, their last one maybe is – Maybe Baltimore. Yeah, the last one is December 6th against Oakland. That's on uh, 8.20 p.m. But, yeah, then they have a couple dates looming large. December 2nd against Tampa Bay and December 16th against Baltimore. And like you're saying, perhaps even December 30th against Kansas City. Those three games, primetime candidates for being flexed out. Right. The final three weeks of the season can be flexed. Am I correct? Yeah. Or is it four? I don't know. I have no idea. Is that uh, Oakland game on December? Oh, yeah, that's a Thursday night game. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's interesting. I mean, clearly they're not going to flex the Cleveland game. So anyway, let's just go through the schedule first. Uh, opening at home against the Pittsburgh Steelers. God, finally a home opener. Now Seems that like these are few and far between. Is an awesome game, considering just Peyton Manning's history alone. Okay, and then the Broncos' history against the Steelers is storied. I was thinking that today that not only do we have the Broncos rivalries, but we're going to also adopt some Peyton Manning rivalries, right? And a lot of them are similar, right? Yeah. I mean, the Steelers, okay. Uh, when I think of the Steelers, I think of the Broncos beating the Steelers to go on to win their first Super Bowl in 1997. Then I think about the Steelers beating, and that was in the AFC Championship. Then I think about the Steelers beating the Broncos 
in the AFC Championship to, for them to go on and win the Super Bowl, and that was in 2005. Yeah, I think, with Jake Plummer. Yes, yeah, so with Plummer. Yeah. And then last year, the Broncos, or this year, I guess, in you know, the 2011-2012 season, the Broncos beating the Steelers in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, it's crazy, and it's such a great, great rivalry. Those playoff rivalries that happen, I mean, everybody talks about the divisional or uh, yeah, the divisional rivalries, but these rivalries that happen between elite teams, year in and year out in the playoffs, are super intense. And especially Peyton Manning and the Steelers, that's a cool one. Yeah, it's going to be a great game. And you know, I mean, the crazy thing is, it's a Sunday night game. It's probably. I mean, it's going to be the only game on at that point in time. I still have NBA on my brain where I'm thinking, <laughs> is there going to be another game at that same time? Well, maybe uh, the Rockies are playing that night. <laughs> yeah, the Rockies might be playing that night. <laughs> but they have them at home, and they're playing you know, a Pittsburgh team that's obviously Pittsburgh's always been known for their defense. You know, Guys like Troy Polamalu are going to just be gunning for Peyton Manning just to see you know, what he can take, right? I mean, what's this guy? We're going to see that in the preseason probably as well, unfortunately. But I, I think the preseason has been cut down, right? There's two preseason games this year. Uh, there really? Yeah, I'm looking at the schedule here. We have no. Uh, there's uh, four. Oh uh, wait, 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 wait. Maybe wait. you're looking at just the home schedule. No, I'm not. I'm looking at San Francisco and Arizona. What am I looking at? But it only says weeks three and four of the preseason schedule. Oh yeah, you gotta scroll scroll down or scroll up. I'm up. I'm up as far <laughs> as ESPN goes here. That's it. All so right, show me two I, I mean, seasons, but it's got to be four still. Yeah, right? Let's take a few minutes to just uh, square. All right, so uh, here I am looking at the preseason game. August 9th at Chicago. August 18th at home against Seattle. 26th, San Francisco comes to Denver, and then Arizona. Yeah, for some Arizona. reason ESPN's awful scheduling does not show the first two weeks of the preseason. I was excited. I was like, hey, finally they got rid of some of these no. moronic – Preseason games. Uh, no, they just charge they, they full freaking price for. They just added to a couple of years ago. Yeah. Oh, no, it's ridiculous. It, it's one of those gripes I have all the time. But we'll see. But I don't go. I will not attend a preseason game. No. It's, I, mean, I it, do not believe I, that that uh, is a way of supporting. I won't attend. But I end up buying the tickets anyway. So I like I'm watching some of the preseason games on TV. Like, I remember my grandpa telling me about Terrell Davis. Like, Look at this number, whatever, on special teams and this and that. And I'm like, huh, Davis, Terrell, hmm, looks pretty good. <laughs> Had a pretty good career after that. But Yes, he did. So we'll, we'll have four preseason games. We'll get to see a little bit of Peyton, but it's probably going to be – that preseason is usually a, you know, kind of a handshake agreement, like, hey, we're not going to you know, try to kill each other out here. But Now that Sean Peyton's out of league, I think that's true. Yeah. Hey, zinger. But week one, man, <laughs> Pittsburgh's going to bring it, right? <laughs> is that a zinger? I think so. <laughs> Yeah, good. I meant it to be. But schedule looks pretty cool. They go the week one against Pittsburgh. It's going to be a great game. Yes, uh, at home. Following Sunday night, NBC. Sunday awesome. night. And then week two, they go Monday night in Atlanta. So they go from a Sunday night game to a Monday night game. Craziness. They're going to be on prime time two weeks in a row. At Atlanta? Yes. And is there any, you know, outside of just Peyton Manning, what's the deal with that? Is there any... I mean, I know the Broncos were supposed to play Atlanta this year anyway, but why Monday night? And why? I don't know. I don't see any. It's real a pretty good Monday night game, just from I guess it's an old Super Bowl matchup, right? From '98. That's about the only storied line there there is. 
completely different players for both teams. <laughs> but uh, yeah. yeah, but the good thing, I mean, Atlanta's always been a, either a fringe or a playoff bound team, so they're going to have a, you know they're going to be a good team still with Michael Turner. Got the exciting uh, Julio Jones as well. Matt Ryan, of course, quarterback in defense. Always kind of up and down. I can see that being, you know, I can see Peyton having a great game there. Yeah. So, but, I mean, it's still early. Houston, I would just say Pittsburgh, the first two weeks, W, W, I would say. Win, win, for sure. Well, of course you would. Yeah. Week then three, it, they play uh, Peyton's old, I guess, redheaded stepchild that he's used to beating on, the Houston Texans. Yes. Texans finally got some coach revenge. is the redheaded stepchild that Elway used to just beat on, just in the locker room. <laughs> Speeding on Kubiak a little yeah. bit. It's like, Gary, Gary, bring me, me, bring me a scotch, Gary. <laughs> right away, I Mr. said neat, no ice. I'll get that as soon as I can there, John Boy. <laughs> Trying to hustle. Mr. Elway. <laughs> you, you want your slippers now, or should I... Should I wait until I bring the scotch for that, too? I, I don't know. <laughs> I said flip-flops. Red out of the eight. Flip-flops, Gary Kubiak. <laughs> that sounds just like L.A. for some reason. He is a <laughs> California kid with a weird uh, southernish draw. <laughs> yeah. Man, Houston, that'll be a good game. They lost, of course, Mario Williams or Mario, whatever his name is. He signed with the Buffalo Bills for some unknown reason. So Buffalo he, Bills are going to be better than Houston this year. Yeah, yeah, supposedly. Ryan Fitzpatrick learns how to throw uh, to the actual team he's playing on this season. Oh. Still bitter about my fantasy season last year, Ross. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. We don't have to go through the schedule in detail totally, but, you know, we got Houston. Nah, let's do it. Uh, Oakland. Oakland. Home against the Raiders on the, uh, September 30th. Another guy that Peyton's probably used to playing against, Carson Palmer, that, that little matchup. Oh, God, the Raiders. Raiders defense <laughs> has right. to be – and the Raiders, what? They fired their coach, right? Their coach was talking about how he was going to lead yeah, into this. fired their owner I'm to gonna, hell. <laughs> owner went to hell. Uh, the head coach was to Hugh Jackson talking about how he's going to have this huge turnaround. He's not going to take any of this losing crap, and things are really going to change around here. And Al Davis' son's like, you know what, Hugh? Guess what? Nothing's going to change. You know what's going to change? You. You're fired. Get out of here. <laughs> I like it. So I he's, mean, Oakland's disgusting. Yeah, so they ha- they're under another another coaching change. I think they get a new coach, what, twice a season or something the like that? The best part about this season is that the Bronco fans who stayed home the last couple seasons, especially the beginning of the season, first of all, they're not going to sell their tickets for later in the season, like last year when the Broncos started out kind of crappy and then got good, it was too late because all these season ticket holders sold their tickets, so they're not going to do that, and they're going to show up, and we're going to have a lot of orange in the stadium, and it's going to be more like the family I grew up with as opposed to this weird... Well, it's got to be like that week one, right? Out of the gate, Pittsburgh's the team that we see travel well into Denver. There's so many lousy, stinking, vermin Steeler fans. Thank you. They're disgusting. They're the worst fans in and the NFL. I don't, I don't appreciate. Like, of course you the... moved out of Pittsburgh. That place sucks. Yeah, and I, <sighs> Pittsburgh Steelers fans are, always are the number one worst fans ever yeah. because they're not just bad and foul-smelling. And overweight and beard-guzzling. But they're dumb. Dumb. Like, just stupid. And they're willing to fight at, like, the drop of a hat. Like, Ugh. they want to. Oh, you think Peyton's going to win? I'll fight you for it right now. Ugh. Take your stupid fake hard hat. 
Take your, your stupid Paul Malu jersey. Like the steel mills have been closed for 25 years. Yeah. All right? Yeah. This ain't deer hunter. This is not okay? deer hunter. You're not a hard worker. <laughs> You're not a community of hard workers anymore. You're just dumb. You're just a bunch of lousy, awful fans that need to give up rooting for that god-awful team Ooh. with their ugly new throwback uniforms that make them look like bumblebees. <laughs> And stay away from Sports Authority Field. Don't step into our stadium. Let the orange flow bright and free. Oh, it's uh, this is the turnaround season for the Broncos because of John Elway. Yeah, I mean that's Absolutely. gonna that's gotta. And just this be... is it. John Elway's back. He's the man. He's at the. He's in charge. Brad and Peyton Manning. People are gonna be excited in this season. Yeah. So. It's yeah. going to be great. First four weeks, Pittsburgh, Atlanta, Houston, Oakland, all big games. All those – three of those four teams probably going to be in the playoff hunt this year. And then October 7th, Sunday game against the New England Patriots. Of course, that's the, the classic Tom Brady-Peyton Manning matchup. Yes. It's still crazy to think that Tom Brady is quarterbacking for New England, but even crazier to think that Peyton Manning is quarterbacking for the Broncos. Oh, it's – it still hasn't sunk in. I can't. I can't even believe it. So, that one's that one's so on the, awesome on the road at Gillette Stadium against the uh, the disgusting, awful Bill Belichick, Josh McDaniels, that whole crappy era of those... how is that game not in prime time? Yeah, that's, you know what I mean. Like, like, yeah, why you like you said the Monday Atlanta game? Why would they the make the marquee game of the season? I would think that's a, yeah. Until we meet them game. again in the playoffs. Yeah. That's pro- Yeah, you're right. That's the biggest game of the first half of the season in the NFL. Oh, for sure. For sure, without question. And then uh, so after that, they go to San Diego. That's a W. I mean, San Diego. San Diego. Done. But that one's I mean, that's a Monday done. nighter on ESPN. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but. But that's going to be Broncos going to roll. Vincent Jackson's gone. Phillip Rivers has, I believe, Eddie Royal to throw to now. So we'll see Eddie on the road in San Diego. <laughs> That's right. I'm kind of happy that usually the San Diego game happens around Thanksgiving in, in uh, Southern Cal. So I'm glad to see it's happening earlier in the year before Halloween even. So yeah. that's kind of nice. Yeah. Uh, Broncos get done with two tough games in a row right there against the Patriots and the Chargers. And they have their bye week, week seven. That would be a nice little break. And then they roll uh, – Back home to Denver to face the Saints on October 28th, just yes. before Halloween. Yes. Halloween party against the Saints. That's kind of cool. Yeah, that'll be kind of yeah. good. That's uh, What's interesting is that. And that's also a, a Sunday night game, believe it or not. Yeah, that's going to be a good one. So that's also back-to-back Broncos games. Not totally since there's the bye week in there, but uh, still be on. need to make a note here on just, you know, talk. I'm just, you know, go ahead and cover the show for a second. I just need to write in which days I'll be. Pretty calling in sick. <laughs> the Ross Martin specialty. <laughs> see, that'll be Monday the tenth. <laughs> Folks, if you don't if you don't know what Tuesday that is, the 18th. <laughs> plan your work schedules accordingly. Get the schedule out. Look at the dates that you need to take off a Monday or a Tuesday in some scenarios. Yeah, don't do be that. a flake and call in sick. Call in sick ahead of time. All right. The pre leave your boss hanging. It's called a pre call in sick. So after the Saints, the and Broncos, for those of you who don't have jobs. Sell your ticket and feed your kids, okay? Yeah. But just don't sell it to a Steelers fan. And after uh, after that Saints game on the 28th, November what 4th. What am I People who listen to podcasts have jobs. This is the most educated audience in the world of any audio Yeah, they got smartphones, jobs, big cell phone bills they got to pay for. So <laughs> Yeah. 
Got the Bengals on November 4th in Cincinnati. That should be a, a nice big fat win for the Broncos. Yeah. The Red We're going to go through every single game, are we? Are we? Oh, yeah, I guess we don't have to. No, no, no. Remember when you said we don't have to go through every game, and I said, what are you talking about? Let's do it. Yeah. Now I said it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, we still do. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty excited for the November 11th game in Carolina. I actually wish that was here. John Fox's old team, but more, more importantly, we get to see Cam Newton. Oh, right. He's yeah. pretty exciting. So that would be a good game. I wish that was here instead of in Carolina where probably 10,000 people will show up instead of you know, 70,000 like you'd have here. But What always bothers me about, and this is an indicator, right, of a team that probably shouldn't have a team is when it's named after the state. Now, in Carolina, right, what is that, Charlotte? Uh, it's got to be Charlotte. Sure. But what's funny is that not only is it na- not named after the city it's in, like the Charlotte Panthers, it's named, not even named after the state it's in. And then you, there's two states that have Carolina in it. Yeah. So it's like this team should not even be. I mean, you don't even know. Where is it? Is it North Carolina? South Carolina? I don't know. It's like, what, what do you play for? The Dakota Bulldogs? Which Dakota <laughs> yeah. is it? Which Dakota? You know? That's a good point. Carolina should not even have a team, and they should be moved to Los Angeles or whatever. <laughs> right? Sure, man. Not like they didn't went to a Super Bowl or anything. It's kind of like. The Colorado Rockies, right? I I always thought, and my dad always said when that happened, why is it called the Colorado Rockies? It's in Denver. It should be the Denver Rockies. Yeah, because people in Colorado Springs stink. (laughs) (laughs) Colorado Avalanche, yeah. And people in the Springs don't even like people in Denver, so. No, they hate us. Yeah. But we love you. They come up here for Broncos games all the time. We love you, Springs folks. Spring folks. If you're listening in the Springs. Colorado Springs, where hate is a family value. Yeah. After Carolina, Broncos come back to Denver, face the San Diego Chargers. Should be a good one. November 25th. Why the Chargers? Why know. do you say Chargers? Like you say Raiders, but why Chargers? Raiders, Chargers. I don't know. San oh, Diego okay. Super Chargers. I don't know. <laughs> Screw the Chargers. They stink. Ugh. Chargers. That's November 18th. November 25th, Broncos Speaking hit the road. disgusting fans. San Diego, Kansas City, back Yeah, to back. back to back. Yeah, they play the uh, Chargers here, and then they go to Kansas City the following week, uh, play those disgusting, awful fans there. Who's, their, who's their quarterback? Orton? Yeah. Is Kyle Orton? No, he left. Kyle, oh, he's in Dallas. Kyle Orton's going to be in back up in Dallas. Yeah, that's but right. But Brady Quinn could start there that's at some point. That's what was Brady Quinn. God. Yeah. I don't know who the Kansas City starters are going to be. they got to pick up somebody at some point, right? It's going to be Matt Castle, perhaps. He's terrible. Clearly, we are ecstatic about Peyton Manning. Yeah, I mean, this nothing like this has ever happened in the history of any of sports. Period. Right? No, no team has gotten a guy like that. So clearly, we're happy. But that aside, how dismayed should the fans of Kansas City be? Right? You know, just yeah. to even just like they have no prospects here, nothing. Yeah, you're using a career backup in Matt Castle, and then you have Brady. I'm a bigger bust than. Joe Theismann's knee, probably. <laughs> Speaking of busts, did you hear about uh, Ryan Leaf? Yeah, Getting arrested, arrested again. in Montana again, <laughs> like twice in a week, right? Well, he was arrested too, like a year ago or something for something else, or yeah. two years ago. It's like that guy's just man, what a idiot, problem child, piece of crap. I always anyway, thought that's kind of old news, but we haven't talked about it. Yeah, not that I thought that that Ryan Leaf was going to be successful, but I did think that Peyton Manning was uh, going to be a bust. So I was like, man, I would probably take that Leaf guy because I don't think this skinny, 
big-headed quarterback from Tennessee is going to be worth a damn. Yeah. So yeah. shows how much uh, I should be – shows I should probably be hired as a scout somewhere. You should, yeah. Yeah. For the Raiders. For the Raiders, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Al Davis' son, if you're listening, <laughs> we'll come scout for you and make sure that your team <laughs> stays below the mediocrity line. Timmons is available. I am available. Yeah. Yeah. You need bad players, I can find them for you. Right. At home against Tampa Bay. December 2nd, Tampa Bay. That should be a good game. Josh Jash Freeman is uh, – what's his face calls him? John Gruden. That should be a pretty decent game, but kind of a weird one. It's like Tampa. There's no real history there. December 6th, we hit the road. Is Tampa Bay another – is that a city? Uh, Tampa is a city. Yeah. So this, this place is named after a bay. This team is named after – Yes. A body of water. Yeah, just outside city limits. are like, that's what we want. It's like the Aurora Reservoir Broncos. It's the Gulf of Mexico <laughs> Texans. Yeah, Cherry Creek Reservoir Broncos. <laughs> Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. I always thought that was a city. That's kind of weird. It's kind of a cool Tampa Bay. Would Tampa Buccaneers be better? I don't know. I don't know. Tampa Bay Rays. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, it's December 2nd, and then uh, two games on the road, December 6th, Thursday nighter against the Raiders in Oakland, and then Sunday, December 16th, they hit the road again to play Baltimore. Oakland. Okay, another one. Another team. You're named after a prison? Isn't Oakland Who names a, city? A, like a, a team after an, a prison? Al Davis, I would say. Oakland, prison, Raiders. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> and then uh, Baltimore. Baltimore. Denver, Denver is the road plays Where's Baltimore. What's that? Sound like a bird, man. <laughs> oh, God, I'm guessing it's Tony Montana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sounds. wow, my impression was that good, remember? Yeah. Uh, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer was from Baltimore. She's like, Baltimore, where's that? <laughs> Her last sounds name is like Hancock. A, sounds like a bird, <laughs> And she's like, it's Hancock. He's like, Hancock, sound like a bird, man. <laughs> Baltimore Ravens, they are actually a bird. There's that new uh, John Cusack movie with Edgar Allan Poe that looks terrible. That uh, is what this team was named after, I believe. Yep. So Edgar Allan Poe so that's from good. Baltimore. And right. then the old uh, the old Baltimore team, the Cleveland Browns, they have their whatever. December 23rd, just before Christmas, they play the Cleveland Browns here. Best thing that the Browns are, are known for is probably the saying, I'm going to go ahead and take the Browns to the Super Bowl, which means you're going to go drop off a Shizer into the toilet. Right? That, that's, yes, that's one of those games where everybody wants them to flex it to prime time, but I will be at that game on the 23rd, and I will be at that game on the 30th, and I will much rather sit in the sun. And so I'm going to root against flexing those games. Yeah, it's good. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Hear me? Sounds like a good plan. Yeah. Yeah, that is true, because when it gets into those late games and that sun goes down at uh, Sports Authority, it gets a little cold when you're wearing your Elway 75th anniversary yeah. throwback jersey at the stadium. But you know what? And it, the other thing is the games are probably going to be so boring at the end because we'll be up by about 40 Yeah, we're going to have Caleb Haney's going to be quarterback oh, in because we're not even going to need Peyton out there. We're going to be wearing their CSU green to the games. Duh. Wait, is Caleb Haney from CSU? Yes. Oh, yeah. See? I know. I know about sports. And our awesome Joel Dreesen. Joel Dreesen. Yes, sir. Who's uh, Joel Dreesen? It's going to be the uh, all-pro tight end that Peyton Manning's going to be throwing a lot of balls oh, yeah, to. Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, just signed him, right? Yeah, this season. Played with the Texans last year, had a had a nice little breakout year. They're upset to lose him. I'm told Gary Kubiak threw a ball of scotch into a wall after that was announced. 
Coobs did? Coobs. He yeah. broke Elway's bottle of scotch. He did. He was upset. He was going to mail it to John, then he's like, that oh. son of a bitch. <laughs> Don't worry. Elway can afford all the scotch he wants. Last game of the season, just before the new year gets underway, December 30th, we play at home to finish it off against the Chiefs. That should be a win, right? It's, a, it's great. And it's, what's great is that Kansas City is going to be the toilet well, I mean, it's basically going to be the Broncos and then just everyone else in the AFC West is going to be the toilet. going to be fighting for last place, I think. Overall, as I look at this uh, schedule, first of all, I think there's not a loss in there for the Broncos. And then second of all, that finish there, Cleveland and Kansas City, pretty nice little easy finish. Yeah, if, you, if, you, if they are in a position where they have to pull out a couple games, what a nice way to have to do it right there. And for a team like the Broncos who made it to the second round of the playoffs this season, this looks like a pretty, you know, it doesn't look like a very difficult season to me. First three games going to be kind of tough. Both All three of those, those squads are, are going to be playoff-bound opponents, I believe. Uh, you got Oakland sandwiched in there right after – you know, you got New England, so four out of your opening uh, five games is going to be pretty tough. But after that, man, I mean, you get you get past New Orleans on October 28th, and you're pretty much flying through the rest of that season with only probably Baltimore, maybe Tampa Bay being teams that might be fighting for playoff berths. They did line Carolina, up that Baltimore game to be flexed for sure. I mean, absolutely. We might be watching that game here in Denver on TV at, like, Eight o'clock at night. Yeah, I would say that's later. probably that's that's probably gonna happen. Not yeah, I, I mean that's gonna be a huge game. Yeah, Baltimore. Baltimore has a very long history of Peyton Manning just and them going at it. So, sure, sounds right. You disagree? No, it does sound uh, that is that is the case. Baltimore in the AFC South. I don't know. <laughs> What's this? A sports podcast? How am I supposed to figure that stuff out? But that's going to be that's going to be a big test, and that's always a fun game. And now I feel like finally we have a quarterback to go against the Ravens, where I'm not worried about him trying to match up with their defense. You know what I mean? Right. It's always kind of been kind of shaky. Like, oh man, I remember one season when uh, we had to win a game against Baltimore, and I think we started Danny Canal out of Florida State, and I was just like, Danny's not going to get it done. I don't think so. I think Ray Lewis is probably going to kill him sometime midway through the third quarter. Yeah, like so, he always does. Yes. Kill people. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what he's known for. <laughs> kind of is. <laughs> oh, man. All right, cool. That's fun. I FC like North, I believe, is what uh, Baltimore's in. That's what I said. Yeah. Yeah, that's what you said. Yeah. For sure. So they are? In AFC North? Yeah. AFC North. Who's in the South? It's uh, I always get this wrong. Dolphins? Colts? Texans? Oh, it's not Baltimore? We should do like a trivia around this. <laughs> AFC South is Houston, Tennessee, Jacksonville. Tennessee, Jacksonville. Miami's in the East. And Indianapolis. Miami's in the East. Yeah, right. Miami's in the East. That's yeah. why Peyton didn't want to go there because, of course, you don't want to play against New England, the Jets, and Buffalo. So, Well, I think he didn't want to go places because he didn't want to play against the Broncos in the AFC Championship. Yeah, that's probably true. But, I mean, Miami also does suck historically. So You know what I did? Um, I spent some time today listening to Rich Eisen's podcast. Yeah. And I haven't, you know, I've listened to it in the past, but I kind of, whatever, but I kind of, I spent some extra time listening to his podcast today. And I listened to him right 
the same day that Peyton Manning uh, told everybody that he was going to pick the Broncos. And he said something that I've heard a lot of times that the Niners were the best opportunity for him to make it back to the Super Bowl over the Broncos, which I think... I just don't agree with that. I don't agree with that at all. They have no wide receivers. Their best wide receiver last year was a guy they wound up cutting in Braylon Edwards. I mean, their biggest name. Michael Crabtree, of course, kind of came on. But, I mean, the defense is pretty stellar, obviously. They, They basically looked at it like this. They said... The Niners made it to the NFC Championship and almost won the game, right? In spite of Alex Smith. That's, right. That was the whole thing is if they had a quarterback, they would have done it. Yeah. But the Broncos made it to the second round of the playoffs with Tim Tebow. Yeah. I mean, that that's if you apply that same logic from the for the Niners where everybody says, well, the Niners are clearly more equipped to make it back to the Super Bowl than any other team, then if you apply that same logic to the Broncos, then – Clearly, the Broncos are a better are suited better to make it there because they had no business being there, and they did it with Tebow, and they did it without any passing game. Literally, they eliminated the passing game, and the Broncos went to the playoffs. They won the first round, and then they lost in the second round. So it's like to me, it was a no brainer. I mean, obviously Peyton Manning and I think alike. Yeah, and I don't think you want to play in. I mean, Candlestick. I think. The wind there is a factor. I mean, the weather there versus Denver, it's like you're going to have much more, much better throwing conditions here. I mean, I think all, a lot no of things gravity factored in. Here? You know? Yeah. Which a lot of people... And if he does, if he did lose some arm strength, he can certainly launch the ball in the thin air here, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't but think the conditions matter. I think it comes into a little bit of play of, of certainly... You know, being a, a, a guy that likes to throw the ball 40 times a game, I mean, you want to be somewhere that's... You know, you're going to have – I mean, it, it's not a big factor at all, but it is probably something that you kind of think about it a little bit, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't think so. I honestly wouldn't. Football's an outdoor not more game. Smart, not more so than the actual teams or anything else, but it's like – I mean, that is one factor of it. It's like, eh, yeah, I mean, it is nicer in Denver than it is anywhere else. That's true. So Maybe not Miami. Did you ever get a chance to read uh, Rich Eisen's book, that Total Access? He did this whole – I think it was back from like 2007. Nope, it's pretty sweet. He kind of did this whole kind of undercover where he's you know at the at the NFL draft and all sorts of this stuff. Like basically took a journey of how to get to the NFL, I believe. So he uh, followed around a college player, or I think I remember this because I know that he has for the past like 10 years gone to the combine and run the 40 himself. Yeah, right. his cover of that book, he's in like a suit, like pretending to, like to run the forty, or maybe he ran it in a in a suit to see how fast he could do it. I think he still does that or something. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't really watch the combine or the draft, but no, this is I feel kind like of he a, does do that. Yeah, and this is just a total, you know, all access into everything of his that pertains to his job, and of course, he works for the NFL Network, so he has you know interviews with. I think in that book he interviews Brett Favre. I think he has some stuff in there about uh, former President George H.W. Bush and, uh, of course, some of his colleagues at the NFL Network, like Deion Sanders. And so did you read it? I have not gotten a chance to. It's been on my Amazon wish list since it came out. I usually kind of like to wait until those books can be picked up fairly cheap on Amazon. <laughs> but I also have I have a huge reading list, man. It's sitting on. It's been sitting on my list, and it's something I'm dying to get to, but uh, – I don't know. It's kind of cool. I just whenever you say Rich Eisen, I, I, that immediately cues that book into my head. Yeah, Rich Eisen's cool, and I wasn't uh, totally aware that he had a podcast, but 
The Rich Eisen podcast. Now that you're In telling fact, me, I know he has this we've radio We've been show. podcasting longer than Rich Eisen. That's a feat. Yes. Yes. He like has that. better. He gets better guests. <laughs> not that we have. I don't bad, know. Not that we have bad guests. We have I don't think guests. he's had Carl Mecklenburg or Benjamin Hockman on. His no, show. no, no. Which are great guests, I must say. But I think uh, or at least he had, Jessup or he had uh, Peyton Manning on. Oh, yeah, like the day good. after we decided. That's pretty good. Anyway, yeah, that we'll we'll get off that topic. <laughs> <laughs> you want to take a break? Yeah, let's do a quick one, huh? Let's take a break, and when we come back, let's uh, talk uh, briefly about the Nuggets and Todd Helton. The and Nuggets, then, uh, excuse me, the Rockies and Todd Helton, and uh, then let's wrap this beast and up, and then we'll uh, wrap it up. Be right back after this music. And we're back. Uh, Todd Helton. Todd Father. Todd Father. I heard the other morning on KOA, uh, I think it was Roach called him Old Man River, which is not uncommon to hear, but you don't hear that that much on KOA. No, not a lot. Yeah, you don't hear. They don't step out. <laughs> don't. I can't believe you still. You might be the only person still listening to KOA, by the way. I've said it before. It's, I like the weather. And the, and the traffic in the morning. Yeah, that's, sure. that's fine. I'm not saying that it's a bad thing. I'm just saying you're probably the only person. You and my uncle, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh... My uncle's in his 60s, by the way. <laughs> He's probably close to 70, actually, by now. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well... So you got that going for you. Rockies Rockies have going for them a nice little uh, a win tonight, 5-3 to three over the Padres. Nice. That's good, because uh, they... Uh, Started out bad, and it's not like they're. I mean, what is their record here? I believe they're now five and six on the five, season. Five and six. So, and uh, Jamie Moyer first win of the season. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. So that's cool. But what I want to talk about is Todd Helton. Is he the showing second? some uh, of his youth over the weekend? Right. I mean, it started with that double in the eighth inning against the, uh, against the Diamondbacks, right? Yeah, it's like the classic turn-back-the-clock games from old Toddy boy. Yeah, I mean, it's so great to see a guy like him. I mean, there was – I know it was uh, – his last one was in 2009, but what really stuck out, sticks out is that walk-off homer he had in 2007, right? It kind of sparked the whole Rocktober thing, yeah. if you recall that. And everybody's always, always talking about Todd Helton and how he is – on his way out and you know everybody's like every year could be his last but he has he doesn't look like he has lost that much lost much power he's never been a speed demon yeah you know on the bases he's a first baseman and he is the type of guy who can continue to play and be productive for a long time yeah for six million bucks this season is that what it is yeah well, you know, a couple of years ago he's making seventeen million. So. Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, it's always good to see him. He is the uh, the third oldest guy on the team. He comes in at thirty eight. Giambi forty one. Moyer forty nine. But oh, he's that's the funny. he's the oldest day to day guy, right? He's yeah, going to be out there. 
Uh, what's his name? Uh, Marco Scudero just behind him at 36. But pretty cool to see Helton still out there. And I remember uh, I heard my my mom and my stepdad, probably the biggest uh, Rocky supporters that I know besides one uh, Rory Roth and I guess our, our guest on the show a couple weeks ago, Andrew Martin. But uh, my folks bro, were telling me, my bro, my folks were telling me, did you see, uh, did you see Todd Helton? Like he, you know, hit this walk off Homer and they're telling me how great it was. And I'm like, no, I missed it. There's something still about me that I'll, I'll miss a series of Rockies games, you know, throughout the season. Even tonight, I'm kind of watching Twitter and people are posting pictures of like the beautiful sunset at Coors Field, you know, oh, and it's like, it was nice. but it's like, you're there at the stadium so long that you kind of wind up doing other, th- other things besides just watching the game. And then you kind of tune in when it gets interesting, but you know, it's like this Helton walk off home where you wait, you know, three and a half hours to see it, but it's, after, just, it's worth it. You know, after a rain delay of an hour or so, uh, and it was, uh, I, I was put here. down three or four Rockies dogs by that point in time. <laughs> yes. That night I was, uh, hosting a surprise birthday party for the Colorado sports wife. Yes. And I had some friends who were, who couldn't make it to the party because they were at the game and they came over late. Right. They showed up around 1130 wow. and they were pumped. They were excited. It was one of those games where, you know, you stick through the end of the game and you get, you get that payoff and you enjoy, like for instance, I end up leaving a lot of Rockies games when they stop serving beer, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, you, can, you know you can find cheaper beers at bars or <laughs> at liquor stores. You can, and also, <laughs> you know, a lot of games you're watching, the game's already decided by then. Yeah. And that game, though, as I watched the, some of the replays, the Rockies should not have won that game, and uh, you know they they ended up doing it, and it was because of Helton got out there and, and cranked a home run. To uh, a walk-off home run, which is one of the most exciting things in all of sports. Yeah, by far. And so it's, awesome. uh, it's just one of those things where next time I'm at a game and it's like that and I'm sitting there and it's the top of the eighth and I haven't had a beer in an inning, I might stick around and watch the rest of that game just because of those uh, types of things that happen. You got to find those uh, few and far between liquor stores that still serve those pocket shots. Yeah. Sneak some of those you in. Know, you know, at one point in time, they're supposed to be going out. And I, I believe, like, I just saw something where, like, an advertisement or something for them. And I'm like, I thought that they had to stop making those. Like, there was some law or something against them. Well, I used to uh, always sneak in, like, a pint of booze, something like that. I saw a guy that snuck in a whole, uh, what do you, I don't know what you call them, a wine bottle size of. Uh, Oh, God, wild turkey. And they're passing around in uh, left field. The guy's wife took the kid like to go get something to eat, and this guy pulls out a bottle of wild turkey, and he's just sharing it with some guys in front of him. He, he hit it in the, like, he in the diaper guys. bag. <laughs> yeah, and then the, the usher comes down. He's like, uh, I got to take that bottle. And he's like, what bottle? And he's like, the one you've been passing around to everybody down here. Like, Was it in the bleachers in left field? Yeah. Yeah, that's not a good spot to do that. <laughs> no. Got to, you're right there. Yeah, I don't know where it is a good spot to pass around a freaking wine-sized bottle of booze. It's like, that's the best you can come up with? Your baby <laughs> probably has bottles. Put it in there or something, you wino. I don't know. You know what I did? I remember I went to a game in 2009. It was a game where the Broncos had played earlier in the day. And then it was a, I think it was a playoff game or a late in game in yeah. the evening. And I went to both and uh, I had concocted this beautiful plan where I would take booze, pour it into Ziploc bags 
right? And then just put that and put like and seal it up, and then put that in a pocket of a coat that was in my backpack. So as the people are searching inside, they just kind of poke around. They don't feel any bottles, and we're good. And it was good. Went in, and uh, that. But then getting the booze out of the Ziploc bags into a Coke that I bought. <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of troublesome. Was it? I thought that would be like the easiest part. You just open it and kind of use the, the side as a <laughs> well, like a funnel. Type. My uh, my buddy What's wrong with had you? a Leatherman that had scissors. So ah, he just kind of pulled yeah. it up in, in a corner and he just cut off a corner and then it just poured out. It was genius. Oh, I, yeah. I had not considered how do I get the booze out of there. But, you know, I should have just put a bottle in there. They don't really search. We should almost have a – we should do uh, next week the top five ways to sneak booze into stadiums or oh, something. Oh, God, we should. But you can't <laughs> do it anymore. I remember, uh, you know, yeah, way back in the day at the old Mile High, we would just put on Carhartt overalls and just shove Keystone lights down our our uh, <laughs> long johns and just kind of walk uh, in. And they didn't pat you down back then. Now they pat you down. and it's Like, is it a good pat down? Because I felt like I haven't had a good pat down for a while at a game. You were Not left, that I'm looking You were left one, unsatisfied but... by the pat downs. <laughs> no, I was actually left very satisfied because I was really not looking forward to being violated by some, <laughs> you know, 50-year-old man or whatever. Well, remember when they were talking about doing the metal detector last season in, at uh, Mile High Stadium? They were going to. Do the oh they do them at the freaking Nuggets games? It's oh, horrific. Yeah, every once in a while they'll do those like the big wanding events where it's like great, don't you know get to the game an hour early because you're not going to get in for a while. <laughs> and actually ruin the atmosphere of some playoff games at the beginning because people are still pouring in and it's like, where is everybody? And it looked like you know the Nuggets fans hadn't shown up when in fact it was the NBA's policy that was keeping people out for forever. It's like hey, this is the Pepsi Center. It's not East High School. Okay. Yeah, because people are people are slugging down drinks from Brooklyn's and then wanting to just jump over to the game, you know. And it's like, oh, now we got to wait in this horrific line. So yeah, that's ridiculous. Uh, yeah. Well, enough sports talk, Timmons. What's up with you, man? Uh, this is sports related. Went last night to a Irish bar near my home in Aurora, Colorado, McCabe's Irish Pub, and uh, I, I, I headed over it. Uh, met my buddy over there at halftime of the Nuggets Rockets game. And I'm jazzed because there's a couple TVs at the bar and there's really nobody at the TV on the right-hand side. And I'm like, this will be perfect. I'll just have the uh, the barkeep switch it over to the Nuggets game and I'm good to go. Right. So, you know, we get uh, we get a beer. Uh, bartender kind of goes goes back behind the bar. He's doing his thing. We weren't sitting at the bar. We were sitting at just a high top just outside the bar area. And um, so he goes back about his business, whatever. My buddy's really looking forward to eating. He'd just gotten off of work. He was starving. Uh, realtor showing houses, whatever. Nick Denbeck, if you're looking for a house, check him out. Free advertising <laughs> for you right there, my friend. Yeah, and the free advertise for this pub. Yes, for McCabe's. Yeah. So uh, bartender you know, gets our drinks over to us, goes back behind the bar, had brought us menus, uh, Nick's ready to order, and he just kind of shouts from over the bar. The bartender's like, hey, you, what can I get you? Nick's like, kind of looks around like, am I just supposed to shout over everybody what I want? I guess that's what he wants. So he shouts to him, how's, you know, how's the mac and cheese? Oh, it's good. You know, is it a lot of food? Yeah, okay, that's what I'll get. And then he looks at me like, what do you want? And I'd just eat dinner, and I was like, uh, just, you know, when you get a chance, because he'd come over when he took our drink orders, and I said, hey, if it doesn't look like anybody's watching this TV, can I get the Nuggets game on there? Yeah, no problem. So he'd gone back and it had been, you know, five or ten minutes before he took uh, the food order. 
So he shouts over the bar at Nick. Nick answers him, whatever. He hits his order, looks at me. Uh, what can I get you? I was like, oh, I'm good on food, but you know, can I get that Nuggets game on? Because it's by now I know halftime's over and starting to leak into third quarter. Sure. Oh yeah, yeah. Just give me, just give me one minute. I just got to get free and then uh, get up and get the. He says something like, "I can get up and get the tower changed or something." <laughs> the tower. I'm changed? like, what do you have to go on the roof and like point a, a a satellite somewhere? Like, what are you talking about? You know? And this place is not busy. It's not. I was just gonna ask you. You're shouting over people, but it's not crowded. It's just shouting over a couple, an older couple that was sitting at the bar. You know, we're at a mm-hmm. high top table, not at the bar, mm-hmm. just a couple feet away from it. So it was kind of awkward because he's like, hey, what do you want? And these people are kind of caught in between, you know, my friend trying to order. So it's not it's not terribly crowded. He's kind of like milling around back there, talking to a couple of the regulars, not switching the game, not switching the game, not switching the game. And I'm just like, it's a lost cause. Like, I know the game's now probably over. He never changed it. He had his manager coming over to kind of help him, like, bringing food orders over. It's like, why not just tell this guy, hey, we need that game on, you know, or whatever. Well, most what – were the, what was on the TV? The Rockies. But they were on both TVs, so I figured – So the Rockies no were on two TVs. Two TVs over the bar. And they couldn't just – I think altitude is just a click below. Root. Root, right? Yes. If I recall, uh-huh. the last time I had paid for – cable television yeah so literally you just do you think mo both tvs i mean to be honest with you the nuggets game is probably more important yeah it's you know the last handful of games in the season right. versus game you know one game five of eighty five thousand for the rockies yeah but so, it wasn't like there was nobody watching that tv you know uh, the baseball fans are kind of over on the left side watching that tv there's nobody over here and, and usually just, they just have the remote just down there somewhere. Well, I know that I know there they have to go for some reason they have to go upstairs to change something. Like they don't have a remote for the TV that can change the box or whatever the heck the problem was. But it's like I asked the dude twice. I didn't want to ask like his manager or something. I was just kind of like I'm just gonna kind of let it go and whatever. So then I wrote uh, on my receipt before we left. I was like, hey, you know, thanks again for changing over to the Nuggets game for me. <laughs> oh wait, you didn't. So maybe this isn't a free advertisement for McCabe. No, gave the guy, stiff the guy on his tip, gave him like a buck. This is always a, a real, this is not an, a, something that's just happened to you. You know what I mean? This has happened to me a million times. I've never really had this problem. The only other time I had this problem was at Jackson's where they switched the Broncos game to the Steelers game. And then, like I think I've told this during the podcast before, the table of 20 of us that were there to watch the Broncos along with the other 40 people in the room were all complaining to the manager, why are you changing the giant screen to the Steelers? And he said, oh, well, they had reserved it first, and there's a table of two Steelers fans. Yeah. So our table of 20 to 25 got up and walked out. Right, and uh, again, Steelers fans are disgusting pigs. And the people I was, you know, hanging out with at that point in time, big time drinkers and eaters, they would have, we would have spent hundreds of dollars. Yeah. Do you think that there are, are certain bars that have TVs where a majority of the clientele just want to go in and watch reruns of Law and Order or something? And so then, when you ask to put on the sports game, which is not unheard of to watch in a bar. Well, there's already a sports game on, too. I mean, it seems like it's sometimes when you ask these bartenders to change the channel to the game you want to watch, 
it is one of the most difficult processes they could possibly undertake. I and they just, can't figure it out. I mean, he was talking – he winds up talking to this like 70-year-old drunk at the bar about some – in his words, some like skank, some woman that they were talking <laughs> about. The bartender saying, oh, that skank was blah, blah, blah. And they have this like 10-minute conversation. I'm like, could you maybe turn on the effing Nuggets game now? You so you were snubbed uh, because he knows that – Seventy-year-old drunk is going to be back the next day, and he's never seen you before. Well, it's not like he. Yeah, I don't know. I've been, I've seen him. I've actually been. That was my third time there, and he's been the, the bartender there both times. Yeah. Why? What so. is it about bartenders? What's their deal? Why are they so arrogant? I don't. I've never really had that problem. Like I said, the only other time I've had a problem where they haven't changed the TV was at Jackson's that time where they deli- deliberately turned off the Broncos in favor of the Steelers in Denver. So yeah, maybe man, the, you I know was, what they should do is they should just write down. The sports channels, so they don't have to like flip through five hundred Directv channels to get to it if they want to. And it wasn't even like even he the, tried. But though. I'm just saying in general, yeah. like that seems to be the issue with a lot of these bars is that they feel like, you know, they they, they bartenders specifically. They, oh, what am I here to change the channel for you? Yes, like, that's yeah, you exactly are. Exactly, you're, you're there your to do is. that, and you're there to feed me booze, booze monkey. Yeah, get it, get it going here. God, I was angry, man. And last night, too, I, I come home and, you know, thankfully, being the Nuggets blogger that I am, I had DVR'd the game at home, so it wasn't like I was going to miss it. But so I had to go home and watch the second half, and I, I get home and, you know, everybody's like, hey, did you see the second half of this Nuggets game? Oh, my God. I'm like, no, because this a-hole at McCabe's wouldn't change a channel because he had to talk to old drunky McDrunkterson about his <laughs> stupid Bar skank milling you, around. You know what I always say in situations. Oh, I'm too busy. To I got three clients here. I can't go change the <laughs> channel for you. I'm swamped back here. I always say Dumbass. something like this. I'm like, I always say, do you even know who I am? I'm <laughs> Ross Martin. Any idea? Ross Martin of the Colorado Sports Guys. <laughs> do you know <laughs> who I am? Way to the podcast around. Yeah. Like, yeah. You don't even know who I am. Yeah. I'm out of here, bro. Ridiculous. And I'm going to talk crap about your stupid bar on the next podcast and you're going to be out of a job son ah something should start throwing your weight around a little bit that was ridiculous man i I thought about saying something i was just like i was just so upset i couldn't really like i was like ask you twice you promised me things and i can see you just milling around doing nothing you know if it was busy i would have totally been like yeah he was swamped he totally forgot but it's like The biggest thing this guy had to do was probably dig his underwear out of his ass crack. <laughs> oh, what my God. What a dummy. So, anyway, not sure if I'll be going back there. <laughs> probably not. For any, for any games, if I have any games on, I won't be going to McCabe's in Southlands Mall. I will not be going <laughs> oh, there. Oh, in Southlands. That's kind of uh, – I've been out there. It's kind of like a city center thing. Yeah. Right? So they got the movie theater, and then they got the – they probably got a Chipotle and then like a Ted's Montana Grill. Yes, yeah, they got all <laughs> this the Jamba Juice. <laughs> yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. That's where the tourists go, buddy. You need to find a real local Irish bar. Oh, well, yeah. And then the guy will tell you to piss off. Yeah, <laughs> and then, at least just, that's more satisfying. Yeah, I don't ask him the second time. He'll just come over and headbutt me and break <laughs> my nose for me, which would have been more satisfying than what happened last night, which was nothing because the guy at McCabe's in Southlands is a moron. Oh, let's find out who that guy is. God, I don't know. I want his name. But he's been he's been he's also gained some weight since the first time I was in there about uh, six, hey, you know, hey, six listen, minutes. all right. Come on, don't hold that against him, all right? That happens. He's that happens out. to the he's best of out. some people. I mean Yeah. Just saying. I've gained probably about fifty pounds since college, so <laughs> muscle. 
All right, so buddy. what's uh, anything going on with you over there, Ross? You, no, you good this no, week? I'm good, dude. Uh, you know, I had the, like you said, uh, the big, big birthday, big weekend, wife's uh, 30th birthday. Oh man, you just gave away her age on air. What a jerk. Nobody knows who she is. Um, she's not famous like me. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. A fam- I'm a famous podcaster. She does not have the Roscoe Burger nor am, the podcast. I'm a famous niche podcaster. <laughs> um, it went great. Good weekend. Went out Friday night for dinner. Went out Saturday, or excuse me, had a party here. Yeah, in the studio. A lot of people came in the studio and checked it out. Nice. Uh, we're talking about the Mozgov Militia T-shirt up there. They didn't steal anything, which looks good. Not that I know of. Not that I know of. Where'd you go to dinner? If you don't mind me asking. Friday night we went to Vesta. Ah, oh, Vesta Dipping Grill. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Very I, special uh, place to me, my friend. Oh yes. That was uh yes. call out a sports girlfriend first date, Vesta Dipping Grill. As a recommendation from us, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh we went there. It was good. It was it was pretty good. I ordered the wrong thing. I was an idiot. Did you try something different yeah. than your go to? I ordered scallops, it was dumb. Ah man. So dumb. Anytime you steer clear from your go to at one of your favorite places, it's always uh mixed It was results. so stupid. I don't know why I did that. <laughs> it was dumb. But but whatever. It was it was cool. Uh the wife enjoyed it, and uh, so that's all that matters. It was her birthday, uh, and uh, had uh, you know dinner with another couple, and uh, it was one of those uh, dinners where it was uh, really expensive. Yeah, and I invited them, so I didn't know what the expectations were. You got into the wine, the, yeah, beer, wine, everything. I mean, yeah, dessert. I mean, dessert. Yeah, drinks, appetizers. drinks, and desserts and appetizers. Yeah, kill it you. all adds Kill up. you. And uh, it was one of those <laughs> things where. I was prepared to bite the bullet and and pick up the whole tab because we had invited them. Yeah. You know, but it was my buddy, and uh, he did not hesitate when that check came around and pulled out the card, and I pulled out my card, and we split it down the middle, so it made it – it was cool. Nice. nice. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't have to think about, wow, that cheap – yeah, bastard didn't even uh, offer. You know, it's the difference between you know three hundred bucks and one fifty, right? Yeah, so, it's good. Then, you know, it's fine, and I should, I know when you invite somebody out, you know, should pick it up. But uh, so yeah, if we ever do a Carlos Sports guys dinner, I'll be sure to well, that be will quick never on the that trip. will never happen. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> I like to eat. I like the to only eat time food. we have ever talked on a Wednesday was last week because we were recording a podcast. Yeah, let makes... just keep it. Just radio silence between our shows. I'm already excited for uh, my lunch tomorrow. I'm going to be meeting uh, a few of my family members at Pat's Philly Cheesesteaks. Downtown? Yeah. Yeah, I've been there a time oh or two. Oh, my God. I love that place. Yeah. It's good. It's real good. Yeah. Last cheesesteak I had. No, uh, I went to Cheesesteak Connection the last time I had cheesesteak. That sounds like it's not good. It's a good place. It is? Yeah. It's right by Coors Field, like uh, 22nd and Market, something like that. And then uh, the time before that, though, I, I made a gargantuan mistake at uh, Sports Column. I got their cheese steak, and uh, I don't know why I did, but it was disgusting. I kind of love Sports Column. They usually have really good food there, too, if you get the right things, but the cheese steak was awful. Yeah, I would never say Sports Column has really good food. They don't have really good food, but they have decent bar food. It, yeah, well, they have just regular bar food, which is... Something you, I would only eat when I was drunk. <laughs> yeah, that's but why you're I, a sports column. <laughs> yeah, but what I, I always wonder about this cheesesteak in general. Why why do people love it so much? I have literally no love for the cheesesteak. Oh, my gosh. You're crazy, To me, it's man. just a, dis, a disgusting sandwich. <laughs> oh, you, where have you been eating these? Well, you I have eaten you go the to Pats. Pats. I yeah, have been it's to, I delicious. Mean, okay, so fine. It's good. Yeah. 
I mean, it's not like something. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I like Pats. It gets on the cravings every once in a while. I, I love I, it. I went to uh, in the dorms. There was this guy who lived down the hall from Philly. From Philly. I would say his name. You want to go have some pot? <laughs> I would, I would, I'm not going to say his name. Um, a lot of people from CU listen to the show. His name so Rico or <laughs> No, it's even funnier. But he would, every single time I saw him, you know, we'd be at a party and he'd, we'd be, all be drunk. And, and it's one of those things where I try not to bring up the most obvious things about where people are from, right? Like if somebody's oh, from Philly, would like, you like if, cheese steaks? Yeah, like if I'm from, like if I talk to somebody from San, San Francisco, I'm not like, hey, about that bridge, huh? You know, <laughs> you, know the, you know, the bridge. Drive on that windy <laughs> road. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, but this hey, guy. you from New York. What do you like, the Yankees? You eat a lot of pizza? What's your problem? <laughs> you say, yeah. But if, like you said, anything remotely close to sandwich or food at all, <laughs> you'd be like, the thing is about the cheesesteaks in Philly. It's the rolls. It's the rolls that make the difference. And you I go like, to Gino's like, and get the rolls. <laughs> He's like, you got to get a whiz with or a whiz without or whatever. With the, it's the rolls that make the And like after a while, I was like, God, this guy's an idiot. And also, I mean, Philadelphia. God, thank God we don't have to deal with Eagles fans here every year. I do like They're he, some he, of the he, worst. He does make a good point on the Philly with the roll. You go to Cheese State Connection, you get kind of a soggy hoagie. You go to Pat's and you get kind of a crunchier... Yeah, and Delicious by roll, bread. I think he meant bread. <laughs> yeah. yeah, good roll, you know, like a biscuit it's roll. The roll. It's the roll, you know. Yeah, of course. That's every sandwich that makes it better. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. what do you mean? Yeah, like oh, you put really? cheese whiz <laughs> and some rat meat on a nice roll. That's going to be pretty good. <laughs> rat meat that does describe a lot of Phillies. It's unidentifiable. It's the roll. Yeah, of course. I'm not going to eat it off cardboard or Wonder Bread. <laughs> Yeah, I had an amazing pastrami sandwich on Wonder Bread. No, you didn't. You did not at all. Yeah, well, pastrami. Delicious. Actually, that probably would be pretty good on Wonder Bread. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you want a good pastrami, I'd recommend the Bagel Deli <laughs> over on uh, off of Evans. Evans in Monaco area. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've driven past that. Oh, my gosh. Good pastrami. The Bagel Deli. I feel like uh, I went to one, in, uh, or a friend of mine told me about one in Oxford, Ohio. I don't know if they're Miami University. I think they are the same owners. Oh, really? It's kind of like a legendary place at at Miami University. I actually just saw it the other day, and there was a big sign out there for the diners, drive-ins, and dives. I don't know what that means. It's a TV show on the Food Network hosted by Guy Fieri. Oh, yeah, the same guy that does all the... Applebee's. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, You must be good. Dude, you got to watch Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. I highly recommend it. How would I possibly watch that? Internet? Netflix? I don't think that. (laughs) Yes, it is. I don't think it's on there. Oh, I guarantee it. I don't don't partake in that. Oh, man. Anyway, I'm starving. I'm going to go get something to eat. (laughs) All right. Let's wrap it up. (laughs) Let's wrap this up and let's uh, dedicate this. Did you say 36 this time around? No, man. I think it's 37, bro. Oh, my gosh. What a blunder by me. (laughs) You know what? It's 37, but that has nothing to do with who we're dedicating this to. We're dedicating this episode to a one C. Lamont Smith. Ah, C. Lamont Smith. Super Agent Lamont Smith. Yeah. Who was slated to call into the show today, and we had some technical difficulties. Yes. And it was quite embarrassing because uh, we left him hanging. And uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to try and reschedule that because the draft is coming up and he is uh, the NFL super draft, agent. Yeah. 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 Of course. Former agent, famous clients, Jerome Bettis, Barry Sanders. Was Jerome Eddie Bettis George. on there? I, wow. Yeah. Uh, he's representing four or five guys in the upcoming draft. And like you said, Barry Sanders, 
Uh, we had talked to him, and he was going to come on today and answer a lot of NFL-related draft questions for us yep. and uh, get inside the uh, business aspect of the agent's world as well. So we'll try to get that for you guys uh, hopefully back here soon, get Lamont Smith on the show. And hopefully some... before the draft next week. So hopefully yeah. next week. And uh, I'm going to have to – what I'm going to do is I'm going to record this little segment of me expressing my sincere apologies because he seems like a very serious man, one who doesn't give people a second chance. But I'm going to get him to give us a second chance, Timmons. I think? like it. I like it because I would love to pick his brain about uh, what's going to be happening in the next week and what's happened probably over the past uh, since college football season ended for his his new clients. Absolutely. So so next week, look for that. We're going to do a draft special. Um, until then, Timmons. We'll see all of you guys, all of you lovely listeners, next week.